Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 6, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. We want to become a success, but we want to do it God's way. We want to do it in such a way that we are, first of all, walking under the grace of God, pursuing God's purpose for our lives, and do, doing it in a way that it's all about Him. We are bringing glory to His name. You are on this planet. Put it in the chat. I am on this planet to bring glory to God. You and I, we're on this planet to bring glory to to his name. So we're here to glorify God and you're living that way. Well, guess what? This is part 50 of the series, part 50. That means that we today marks 10 solid weeks of teaching on how to become a success in God's eyes, how to walk with God, allow God to walk with you, how to pursue the things of God, how to embrace the grace of God, how to be delivered from performance-based religion, how to be delivered from the pressure to perform so that you are free to become the man or the woman that God has called and destined, designed, and desires for you to be. Yesterday, we started to look at Daniel and the Hebrew boys, and today we're going to go back to that. The title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 50, The Grace to Outshine and Outperform. I want you to know that there's a grace. Watch this. Say this. Say this, and you can put it in the chat if you want. There's a grace on my life to outshine and outperform. There's a level of favor and grace that goes before me that God causes everything. I look at my hands and I prophesy to my hands and I say, hands, you are blessed hands. Whatever you touch is prosperous because the grace of God is on me to outshine and outperform. I'm going to talk about outshining. God will cause you to be noticed and recognized and to be seen and then outperform. You will operate on a greater level than everyone else. You ready for the word? Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. And I, I appreciate that people are saying this and putting it in the chat. There's a grace on my life to outshine and outperform. Remember, you're going to have whatsoever you say. Our foundational scriptures, let's get to these because this is how you're going to outshine and outperform. It's not about you. It's all about him. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. Eternal life is offered to everyone everywhere. And when you got born again, all you did was receive the gift of eternal life. You can't take credit for receiving a gift. First of all, you can't work for a gift because a gift is free. All you can do with the gift is receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. Say, I have nothing to boast about. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Now in Christ Jesus, the Lord made us new people so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So I have work to do. You have work to do. Say, I have work to do. Put that in the chat. I have work to do. Verses, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, this is you. This is Christ Jesus. God has united you, boom, with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself, so have access to wisdom from above. The text says, God also made you right with him because of Jesus. Say, I am the righteousness of God. So I'm the righteousness of God right now because of Jesus, and I have access to wisdom because of Jesus, and the text says that God made me pure, God made me holy, God freed me from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. Verse 31 says, therefore, 
If you're going to boast, you must boast in the Lord. My boast is in the Lord. I have nothing to boast about in and of myself. I'm going to talk about outshining and outperforming today. But even then, it's not about you. It's all about him. When you outshine and you outperform, if you're going to boast, you have to boast in him. You are not a self-made man. You are not a self-made woman. You are a God-made man. You are a God-made woman. Say amen to that. Second Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling so that our lives could be about something that's bigger than just us. But God didn't do this according to our works. No, God did it according to his purpose and grace. So he gave us a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave us an assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave us both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And then yesterday we started looking at Daniel and we looked at Daniel chapter one and we went up to verse 17. Let's pick it up from there. Let me read for you verses 18 through 21. Daniel chapter one, verses 18 through 21 from the easy to read version. The Bible says, at the end of the three-year training program, Ashpenaz brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked to them and found that none of the young men, none of them were as good as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. None of them. Like these four boys were better than everybody else. So these four young men became the king's servants. They got to serve directly to the king. They became direct reports to the king. Every time the king asked them about something important, they showed great wisdom and understanding. The father gave them insight and wisdom from above. They got downloads from above. And the king found, oh my God, this is in the text. This is in the Bible, y'all. The king found that they were 10 times better than all the magicians and the wise men in his kingdom. They were 10 times, 10x better than everybody else. So Daniel served the king until the first year that Cyrus was the king. So he served King Nebuchadnezzar basically for the entire reign of the king from that point until King Cyrus. So when you think about what the text says, they're in this three-year training program we looked at yesterday how the Lord gave them wisdom and the ability uh, to, to learn different kinds of writing and science, how the Lord favored them, how they refused the, the king's diet from Babylon, how, how they were healthy and strong. Not only that, but they were able to, Daniel was able to interpret dreams and visions. God gave them this wisdom and favor. God gave them a tremendous advantage. Put this in the, in the chat and say it out loud. Watch this. The grace of God gives me an advantage. That's what it basically boils down to. When God's grace is on me, his super is on my natural. The grace of God gives me an advantage in life. I get to walk in life and I go into meetings and conversations and activities with other people. And because God is with me, come on now, because God is with me, the grace of God gives me an advantage. I, I can outshine and I can outperform everyone else, but it's not about me. It's all about him. It's because the grace of God is in me to give me an advantage. The, the king said, listen, this looking at everybody, there's nobody as good as these four young men. They're operating with a level of wisdom. They're operating with a level of understanding. And as a matter of fact, they are 10 times greater than everyone else. 10 times. The king even said he was 10 times greater. He found that none of his magicians and sorcerers and wise men, think about that. King Nebuchadnezzar had access to the greatest 
wise men of his day. And of course, there were like sorcerers and magicians and things doing demonic things. All of that he had access to. And he says that these four Hebrew boys, these four young men who submitted themselves to God, who refused to touch things that were not holy, who, who refused to accept the diet that came from the king, these four Hebrew boys who submitted themselves unto God and went through a three-year training program. After three years, the the even the people of this world, I'm telling you, the people of this world, put this in the chat, the people of this world will have to recognize me. The people of this world will have to acknowledge that the favor of God is on my life. I'm talking about heathen. I'm talking about the ungodly. The ungodly will have to acknowledge and recognize that there's something great about you. I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and say, man, Rick, I don't know what it is about you. There's just something. Well, I know what it is. It's the grace of God. You know what I'm saying? And so even people that don't know God would have to acknowledge that there's something great. This man was standing there and he said, whoa, there's something on these four boys. They're operating with a level of wisdom and they're greater than all my sorcerers and all my magicians. And they're in the training program. They are 10 times better than everyone else. So what does this mean for you today. What does this mean for you today? I have five things I'm going to share with you in this morning. Five. As I get through these five things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Five things. Number one, here we go. The favor of God can cast divine light on the work of your hands, causing you to outshine others. So when you have a proposal, when you have a presentation, when you're doing something, the favor of God can cause divine light to shine upon your proposal, your presentation, your submission, your work, and, and, and then you will outshine others. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they were in Babylon's special three-year training program. They were supposed to be seen like slaves. They were supposed to be slaves like everybody else. However, the grace of God was on them. As a result, it seemed like God just drew, God just drew attention to everything that they did. Listen, when you're walking with God and God is walking with you, God's grace is on you. God can just draw attention to, to, to things that you do. God can cause others to notice the work of your hands. Listen, I, I'm just going to use myself for, for an example. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a meeting where somebody says something and people are like, okay, but I understood what they said. But maybe it just wasn't received because they said it or the way that they said it. And so then I go, hold on. And I basically say the same thing they said. But because I said it, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I got it now, Rick. Ooh, that was good. Ooh, yeah, that was good. Why? Because I said it. And the favor of God is on me. And the, and the grace of God calls me, causes me to be noticed. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying it's just the grace of God. I can't tell you how many times where, where somebody... Uh, uh, is trying to do something and they're basically doing, we're doing basically the same thing, but I get recognized and they don't. Why? That's the favor of God. The favor of God can be on you everywhere you go and it can cause you to outshine your peers. Say this, say, I, I outshine my peers because the grace of God is on me. Say amen to that. I'm talking about God's grace. It's all about him. All right. Number two, not only will God cause you to outshine, but by God's grace, he can also cause you to outperform. Oh, this is a big one because I don't want you to just give God lip service. You got to do something. So you got to outperform others as well. God gave Daniel and his friends supernatural wisdom and understanding. And he did it so that they could outperform their peers. Why? Because God is interested in your success. God wants you to be successful. The more God elevates you, you say, well, Rick, why does God want me to be successful? 
Why, 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 can't, why shouldn't I just be focused on going to heaven someday? No, God wants you to not live your life focused on going to heaven someday. God wants you to live your life focused on bringing heaven to the earth every day. Why? Because God is, is invested in your success. Because the more that God elevates you and promotes you and exalts you and gives you positions of greater influence on this planet, then the more influence he can have on this planet through you. So remember, we are on this planet to advance the kingdom. Say this, say, I advance the kingdom of God daily. And so for us to advance, the kingdom of God is always advancing and it's going to advance through us. What God wants us to do is God wants us to watch this. He wants us to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and then the systems of this world. And so he... He sends you into a system, and first, he wants you to affect the, the people of that system, but then God will keep promoting you and exalting you to where you have an impact and influence over the whole system. And so, so, so God wants us to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. So, so God graced these four Hebrew boys to get elevated and promoted so that they could have direct access to the king. Why? So that they could influence what was going on in Babylon. Even though they were slaves, God wanted them to have divine influence. Not only that, but the, the text says that they were 10 times greater. They, they operated 10x better than, the, than Nebuchadnezzar's magicians, sorcerers, wise men, and everybody else in the training program. I'm talking about 10 times greater. I'm talking about 10 times greater than everybody else. Why? Because he wants us to have a level of influence where we can yield to him and God can, can use us to impact this world for his glory. And I'm talking about in the world. I'm not talking about in church. Church is great. But remember, God established a kingdom. Church is where we go to learn about the kingdom. So church is where we go to be trained so that we can leave the church and be the kingdom and advance the kingdom in this world. They were 10 times greater than everybody else in the training program. They outperformed everybody else. Say this by faith. Say, I outperform everybody else. I operate on a level that far exceeds everybody else. I'm outperforming. Why am I outperforming? Because the grace of God is on. I'm not the one that's doing it. It's not about me. It's all about him. I'm yielded unto God. God has given me insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. God is favoring the works of my hands. God is breathing on my proposals. As I'm making a presentation or making a suggestion, the Lord is breathing on it and causing it to be received. The favor of God goes before me like a shield. Not only that, the Lord gives me wisdom to be able to outperform and operate on a greater level. I get more done in a day than, than most people get done in a week. Why? Because it's the grace of God. Say amen to that. I'm talking, this is how we're supposed to live. I'm talking about grace for success. This is how we're supposed to live. We're submitted unto God in all things at all times. Say amen to that. All right, number three, you don't have to accept the world's limitations. God's grace can empower you to overcome them all. But say this by faith and put it in the chat. I overcome the limitations of this world. I overcome every hindrance, obstacle, and limitation that comes up against me. I don't let anything stop me. Daniel, Hananiah, and Mishael, and Azariah, they had to overcome a lot. First of all, to be selected for the king's service, to go into this three-year training program. And then the grace of God was on them, empowered Daniel and his friends. Watch this. Look at all the things that they had to overcome. They had to overcome national bias. So they were Jews living in Babylon. First of all, they had to overcome national bias. So don't tell me that, you know, well, I don't know if I'm going to succeed at this company or at this place because I'm the only one that looks like me. No, 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 no. You can overcome it. There's nothing that you can't do. You can overcome it. They overcame national bias. 
Not only that, they had to overcome socioeconomic status. They were slaves and they were not free. So don't tell me, well, you don't understand where I'm from. Dude, I'm from the hood. I, I was raised on welfare. I, I understand. So you, you can overcome it. Don't allow anything to hold you back. Don't all people, you know, it's the color of my skin. Nope, stop. Don't say that. Is my social econ no, stop. Don't say it. nothing. You you don't allow anything to hold you back. They were they had to overcome religion. They were operating as Jews in a place that was controlled by idol worshipers. And so now here you have these people were, were, were serving false gods and they built these statues and, and all of that. And no, they had to overcome all of that. So don't tell me, well, I'm the only Christian there. So I don't know. Stop. Stop making excuses. You can overcome. There's nothing that you cannot overcome. Despite all of that, the grace of God was on their lives. They were Hebrew boys. They operated in integrity. They didn't submit to the to the uh, the king's diet. They did what they were supposed to do. They yielded unto the Lord, and the grace of God empowered them to outshine and outperform and outlast and overcome everybody else. And the same will be said for you. Nothing can stop you when God is on you and in you and with you and for you. And so, so don't tell me that you can't do it. Listen, don't, you can you don't have to be limited. Say this, say, I am not limited by the color of my skin or by my gender or by my socioeconomic status or by my ethnic or cultural background. Listen, I'm not limited by my age. I can't tell you how many times I was operating on a level, I still am to this day, where I'm the youngest in the room, like at my level. And so you, you don't, listen, you don't have to let people despise your youth, even your age. You can be discriminated against because of your age or your color or your background or your whatever. But at the end of the day, you don't have to allow those limitations to limit you. As a man of God and as a woman of God, the grace of God is on your life and God can cause you to be favored. Look, King Nebuchadnezzar said, out of his mouth. Nobody is, is as great as these four boys. Matter of fact, they're 10 times greater. God can cause you to have favor to where the world, even the heathen would have to recognize that there's something special about you. Come on, say amen to that. Say, I receive it. I receive it. All right, number four, there is nothing, there's no limit to what God can do when you're submitted unto him. There's no limit to what God can do through you when you're submitted unto him. Psalms 84 and verse 11, the Bible says, for the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. He withholds no good thing from those who walk in integrity. Say this, say God withholds no good thing from me because I'm walking in integrity. The three Hebrew boys and Daniel, those four boys, they walked in integrity. They, they, they refused to submit to the ways of Babylon. They were in Babylon, but they were not going to be like the Babylonians. You know what I'm saying? And so they walked in divine integrity and the Lord caused them to out shine and outperform and outlast everyone else. If God can use four slaves to outperform the king's men, then what is it that God can't do through you? Here's my question for you. Look at me for a minute. Are you thinking too small? Right? Is your expectation too low? Are you allowing the limits of this world to limit you? Listen, if you, if you see limits, the limits are not limiting you is what you believe about the limits. At the end of the day, you have to believe what God believes about you. And so if you believe what you believe about limits, if you believe limits can limit you is what you believe about the limits that are limiting. The limits can't stop you because God is on you, in you, with you, for you. But if you believe, it's what you believe about the limits that are holding you back. You have to let that stuff go. Stop. You got to dream God-sized dreams. Come on now. There's nothing God can't do. Say amen to that. All right. And number number five and finally, the last point for today. 
Let me share this with you. And this is going to be somewhat of a personal testimony. I'll just use my life as an example. When I got to this point, the Lord was like, just talk about you for a minute. And it's all about him. I'm not talking about me to glorify me. Remember, I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. But I'm just going to talk about the grace of God. So, because I'm not teaching you something I read. This is how I live. I live the grace life. Say I live the grace life. All right. So I joined the United States Army when I was 17 years old. I'm the first of my family born in this country. Um, so I had no example of what it was like to be an American. My family would tell me, I mean, I'll leave you know, if I say, I go, they'll say, look, you got to do something. You were born in this country. You know, English, you can't be a cab driver. You can't work in a bodega. You know, you got, you can't work in a factory. You got to go do something, man. I was like, all right, well, I don't know what to do. I had no example of what it looks like to be an American. Um, I would go back and forth to the, to the Dominican Republic, but all my family members and my uncles and all of that, they were just, the example they gave me was, they were basically saying, don't follow my example. You're an American. You got to go do something else. But I had no example. I joined the United States Army when I was 17 years old. I knew no one. I had no example. I had no connections. I had no point of reference. I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. But the grace of God was on me. Even before I got born again, the grace of God was on me to succeed. To make a long story short, I went from E1 private to E6 staff sergeant in less than five years. I was a staff sergeant at 22 years old. Now, I think today that's a little bit more common, but back when I did it, that was not that common. So I was a staff sergeant at 22 years old. Then I became a warrant officer at 24 years old. That definitely was not common at all. I was the youngest person in my warrant officer class in the whole company. I was 24 years old as other than a pilot. There were pilots that were younger, but I mean like non-pilots, I was the youngest guy. So I was a warrant officer at 24 years old. Um, I did things on a routine basis that exceeded my rank. And so I was, I, I was expected to operate on levels that far exceeded my rank on a daily basis. So even when I was a CW5, I was expected to operate on levels that far exceeded my rank. My peers were flag officers in the other services when I was operating as the Army CTO. So I didn't have the rank. Um, I didn't have the age. I was the youngest a lot of times in a lot of rooms. I didn't have the rank, but God still gave me the influence. God caused me to outshine and outperform. When I was in the United States Army, God allowed me to impact warrant officers all across the globe, right? The whole United States Army Signal Corps uh, warrant officer cohort, I had influence over the whole cohort uh, by the grace of God. Then from a technology perspective, I was able to influence the Army network on a global scale. Uh, not only that, uh, but I, I, I was able to leave a legacy of righteousness. And while I was in the Army, I was able to pastor in Bosnia and also pastor in Iraq. I say all of that because I'm telling you that I'm I have experienced and I continue to experience what Daniel and the three Hebrew boys experienced, the grace to outshine and outperform. Beyond that, uh, I came into corporate America in 2015. And now in corporate America, God is using me to impact people in corporate America. I'm ministering to people, man. I'm preaching in corporate America. I'm ministering. I'm praying for people in corporate America. I'm touching lives on a daily basis. I'm still having influence over the technology industry. I'm dealing with customers and clients on a global scale. I'm a diversity champion by the grace of God. God has allowed me to open doors for the people that have been disadvantaged. And all of that is the grace of God. I have nothing to boast about. Remember, this is how I started. I got to close. I have nothing to boast about. It's not about me. It's all about him. If I'm going to boast, I have to boast in the Lord. But I'm not teaching you something I read. This is how I live. The grace life is how I live. The grace of God can be on you to outshine and outperform everybody else, but you have to yield to it. You have to, it's not a matter of more trying. It is a matter of more dying. If you just die to, to self, 
You die to sin, self, and selfishness. You die to your limitations and, and to the to the things that this world told you. As a Dominican kid from Brooklyn, come on now, raised on welfare, I was told a bunch of things of what should I be able to expect in this world. Uh, God has exceeded all of that, Ephesians 3 and 20, because I just submitted unto him. So if you submit unto God, look at me, submit unto God, die to self, die to sin, self, and selfishness, but also die to your limitations. There's nothing that God can't do. God will cause you to outshine and outperform everybody else in his name and for his glory. Say amen to that. Oh, I'm, I'm teaching better than you're saying amen. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak some things over your life. I want you to give God the glory for everything that you do on a daily basis. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. The more I study your grace, the more I realize why you want to bless me and use me. You made plans for me before the world began. Now you made those plans by grace. Those plans contain my life's purpose. As part of my purpose, I am a conduit through which you can impact and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. By grace, you open doors for me that no man can close. And by faith, I walk through those doors. So my confession is, I win in life because I operate in the grace of God, which is on me to influence this world. My faith accesses your grace and I outshine, outperform, outsmart, and outlast my peers. I shine in this world because I decrease to the point where your love and your light shines through me. I experience phenomenal and supernatural success, and I leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased because I'm living in your name and I'm living for your glory. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button and put your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Monique said she's throwing her shoe at me. All right. Well, don't hit me. I know what you mean by that. Praise God. To God be the glory. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I'd like to read those comments. We're celebrating 25 years of today's word. 25 years this month of today's word. 25 years of changing lives in God's name and for God's glory. Leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Walk in the blessing. Go out there, outshine, and outperform by the grace of God. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose.
If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you. Thank you.